Hello again, everybody. Uh, this is uh, Jason Powers. If you haven't noticed, Anthony Fauci is the railhead of COVID-19 propaganda and lies. The clips needed to prove all this beyond a reasonable doubt could run for hours. But we'll just stick to today and some others' opinions on him. Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Data were clear. Now that we have a Delta variant, that has changed the entire landscape. Because when you look at the level of virus in the nasopharynx of a vaccinated person who gets a breakthrough infection with Delta... It is exactly the same as the level of virus in a unvaccinated oh. person who's infected. That's the problem. So those data are very compelling, and that triggered the change in the CDC guideline. Chris Hayes couldn't, oh, he couldn't because he understand the bomb is being dropped. By the way, breaking news. Don't want to say we told you this was coming. Pfizer announces its, its earnings. Up 30% over the guidance they just gave a couple of months ago. Up 30%. So that's a opening, a cold opening. So our friend uh, Pfizer, uh, they're making money, but more more to the point. So this idea of the, the, vi- the vaccines aren't working. Uh, they were never going to work um, based upon data analysis um, I'm not going to pretend to be a virologist or a vaccine expert, but when he said there's no no difference, uh, that means the vaccine isn't doing any any significant. It doesn't create a significant difference between being vaccinated and unvaccinated. So, you know, for those who got that got that shot, and we're not even going to get into the boosters, which is what's coming next. Um, 
I'm going to go ahead and play this interview from uh, uh, from the same broadcast, uh, Dr. Malone, uh, um, who invented the mRNA technology uh, around 89, 1990. Um, it was um, kept under wraps for 20 years and then brought out again by uh, particularly Moderna. Um, I forget what the guy's name, uh, the guy who runs that operation or co-founded it, Dr. Robert, uh, can't, doesn't, he used to be the FDA chair in the 90s, so anyway, you can, I'll, I might find a link on it. Anyway, we'll go ahead and play Mr. Malone, uh, Dr. Malone, Mr. Malone, Dr. Malone's, uh, statements. We started today with Stephanie Rule, uh, MSNBC, we had, uh, Aaron Burnett's meltdown last night, we just had Fauci. The reason we wanted you on, you're such a voice of reason. Can you please tell us what in the hell is going on here, sir? So you're right. We've seen uh, a progression of increasingly desperate uh, and abrupt uh, rollouts of information, beginning with Pfizer's alert a couple weeks ago that they think we were going to need to have a booster after six months and Fauci reprimanding them, and then the government flip-flopping and saying that we were going to have to have boosters for Pfizer recipients uh, after six months in elderly and immunocompromised. And, and then the bomb dropped last night. And I'm afraid that it's, it's precisely what I have been concerned about and what I had spoken about on two different podcasts yesterday so it's pretty ironic um, the, it, what you heard Fauci say is the nasal titers are the same in vaccine recipients and unvaccinated. That's a uh, that's selective disclosure, apparently. Uh, nasal titers are a very poor indicator uh, as opposed to blood based titers of infectious virus. What NBC News dropped yesterday was the statement uh, sourced from an unnamed government official that the titers in the vaccinated are actually higher than in the unvaccinated. What does this mean? And why, why do you suddenly see this kind of frantic scramble? This is precisely what one would see if antibody-dependent enhancement were, was happening. What is antibody-dependent enhancement? Briefly, it's that the vaccine causes uh, the virus to become more infectious than would happen in the absence of vaccination, would cause the virus to replicate at higher levels than in the absence of infection. This is, this is the vaccinologist Wirtz nightmare. Uh, it happened with the respiratory syncytial virus and in the 60s and caused more child deaths in vaccine recipients than unvaccinated. It happened with Dengvaxio, the dengue vaccine. And it's happened with virtually every other coronavirus vaccine development program, certainly in humans, uh, known in history. And it's what the vaccinologists like myself have been warning about since the outset is the risk of antibody-dependent enhancement. Why would it first show up in Pfizer? Pfizer actually probably, we don't actually have the data, but from first principles, the Pfizer dose is about a third of the Moderna dose. And it's likely as an RNA vaccine to express much, much less spike for a shorter period of time than you see with a uh, 
recombinant adenoviral vector vaccine like Johnson & Johnson. So we now know that the Pfizer protection is waning at six months. And what the data seem to suggest is those have received Pfizer, which is the probably the least immunogenic of the three in terms of durability, length of protection, uh, people that are now in the waning phase of the immune response to the Pfizer vaccine are seem to be getting infected. Notice they keep talking about Pfizer and not about the other two. So this, this suggests, this is exactly what you would anticipate is the, the window of greatest susceptibility to antibody dependent enhancement is in this long tapering phase uh, as the vaccine response declines. And uh, I think Dr. Fauci is being very disingenuous. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we could say he's lying, whatever. There's, there's, there's mis, you know, I'm, I'm accused of being now an anti-vaxxer and promoting disinformation. But to my eyes, the government is obfuscating what's happening here. And I, I don't mean to sound alarmist, but what that seems to be rolling out is the worst case scenario where the vaccine in the waning phase is causing virus to replicate more efficiently than it would otherwise, which is what is we call antibody dependent enhancement. That's what the word is. And people have been warning about this uh, since the outset of, of this rushed vaccine campaign. So there, therein lies the problem. And antibody, uh, the enhancement cycle that uh, he uh, discussed. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend to. The idea is, is that once your, once your, um, uh, the va- the vaccine wears off, it has. It, and of course, they've known this from the the outset. That's the the booster is a model. It's a business model. The idea is to get you to continually to take these shots. And whether it's a socialist model, you know, one size fits all, government provided for, therefore government funded uh, uh, vaccination model to private corporations who will take your money, your tax money that you provide to the government, or they print the money, and then they turn around and give it to a corporation. Thus, the reason why corporate fascism is so evil, because then, of course, they can in, impose uh, um, undue restrictions on you, saying, well, you can't work for us, you can't be a part of the society, because you have to go along with government. Govern, government is just using, bypassing constitutional rights, using corporations to do their bidding for them, because they're funding them. That would be the the the... the promotional model of the medical system this is medical tyranny it's illegal it is it should be outlawed it should be specifically restrained um and a host of other things because a it doesn't work uh we know that now we know there's a there's significant evidence being produced daily they keep on going they keep on toggling back and forth and this is being run by fauci dr fauci the 80 year old employee who happens to have been been in the uh, the NIH or NIAD since 1969? So he's been there forever. He was there through the 1970s when they had the swine flu. He was there at the outset of the, the very outset of the AIDS uh, uh, situation. 
Uh, he was part and parcel to AZT. He was part and parcel to every situation. And guess what? Our health system has not gotten better while he's been in charge. He's the highest played government employee in America, in the United States. And he's, he has gotten away with this for years and years and years. And, and if you're not paying attention, you need to start paying attention. Uh, for example, Slate, of all places. Slate is not a right-wing organization. It's not a right-wing uh, leaning block. So today they published, or yeah, it's July 28th at 5.50 a.m. in the morning. They published, quote, The Noble Lies of COVID-19. And they have a big picture of Fauci right underneath of it. And it says, Do we want public health officials to report facts and uncertainties transparently, or do we want them to shape information to influence the public to take specific actions? By Carrington Powell and Vinay Prasad. So obviously they figured, they've they've decided that they're not going to put up with this shit anymore either. Um, and that's... And the fact that they call it the noble lies, the noble lie, uh, the idea of using, oh, I'm just doing it for your own good because I know better than you. So I'm going to lie to your face. But he's always been a liar. That's the way he that's the way many medical professionals think that they're doing you doing you a, a service. Well, no, they're doing you a disservice. They think you're too incapable of understanding it. That's the reason why they also want to keep you very stupid and in the dark. That's why they use media propaganda and they use the media as the as the the outlet to promote their lies because there's a the significant more portion of the population, particularly left leaning individuals, who believe the media. They believe the media about Trump. They believe the media about all kinds of things. They believe what the media feeds them because they think those people are on TV. They can't lie to you. <laughs> they are so naive. If they started looking at government reports, if they started looking at corporations' releases of their 10K reports, their websites, because, see, if you get into dig into the data that has to actually be published uh, by law uh, in the past, of course, now they're scrubbing that. That's the reason why the CDC and other websites scrub their data and information quite regularly now. See, they're afraid of getting caught in their own lies now. They're actually because uh, they that misleading the public becomes uh, an investigation, and if we use the the investigatory powers of not only Congress but certain uh, independent like uh, the Inspector General and other outlets can investigate and do other things, you come to realize how much of a fraud and sham has been perpetrated on you, and how many people who are in government and in power positions are doing a grave grave amount of malevolence it's not based on stupidity i'm tired of hearing that though this is malevolence it has nothing to do with being stupid uh for example so anyway i'll go back to this article real quick so in march 2020 as the pandemic began anthony fauci the chief medical advisor to the president of the united states explained in a 60 minutes interview that he felt community Community use of masks was unnecessary. A few months later, he argued that his statements were not meant to imply that he felt the data to justify the use of cloth masks was insufficient. Rather, he said he endorsed mask wearing of any kind. Mass panic ensued and led to the surgical and N95 mask shortage among healthcare workers who needed the mask more. 
Yet, emails from the Freedom of Information Act request revealed that Fauci privately gave the same advice against mass use, suggesting it was merely his outward stance to a broader public. Although some have claimed the evidence changed substantively in the early weeks of March, our assessment of the literature does not concur. <laughs> That's a nice way of saying, uh, no, that was bullshit. And it's always been bullshit. And I've known this has been bullshit as a somebody who's been on this from the get-go or paying attention from the outset and not buying into the lies of the media. Because I knew they were lying to me before, why would I think that they would suddenly start telling the truth about this uh, situation? And they haven't. They never have. The media has been in on it from the get-go. They are they, they they platform this guy from the outset. They platform Bill Gates from the outset. And if you know anything about Gates and Fauci, they're very well connected to each other for the last 20 years. So back to, okay, so anyway, they were going through his statements. And it says, talked about uh, additional evidence suggested the second interpretation might be more accurate. In a lengthy commentary from July 2020, COVID expert Michael Osterholm wrote in detail about the continued scientific uncertainty regarding masks, even as he expressed support for the widespread public use amongst the many. But Fauci's reversal, which came at a time of political polarization, that's the whole thing, contributed to the evolution of masks from a basic precautionary mitigation strategy to a badge of political allegiance. President Donald Trump was reluctant to wear a mask and justified his behavior by referring to Fauci's comment from the 60 Minutes interview. The controversy continued in the presidential debates with Trump mocking Joe Biden by donning the biggest mask he'd ever seen. (laughs) One thing is beyond a doubt, however. One of those two statements did not accurately reflect the evidence as Fauci saw it. So... And then, so, later in 2020, Fauci participated in a second noble lie. In December, he explained in a phone interview with the New York Times reporter Donald Donald McNeil that he had moving the target estimate for herd immunity based in part on emerging studies. But he also said, When Paul said only about half of all Americans would take the vaccine, I said herd immunity would take 70 to 75%. Then when newer surveys said 60 or more percent would take it, I thought... I can nudge this up a bit, so I went with eighty, eighty-five percent. So it's it's never been uh, in his it's never in his nature to tell you the truth. And despite all of his accolades, despite all the people who support him, like for example, Dr. Lindsay Bodden of um, Brighton Women's College in uh, uh, Brigham uh, Women's College, and the New England Journal of Medicine editor. And I have got audio, you know, he's a big supporter of Fauci. These people work together. They uh, inform public policy. Uh, They write editorials. They obviously can have the power to deny publication of articles from doctors and MDs. And they're funded by the NIAID, funded by the Bill Gates Foundation. Significantly, many of these articles are written with support of people. Biden, for example, has been supported by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. He's been supported by Moderna. Uh, he's heavily, in other words, these people are shills for the people they get money from. They take money. The NIAD uh, obviously uses blackmail to keep uh, certain doctors in line to keep them from doing what they need to do. And if you think that I'm just making that up, uh, here's a doctor who pa- passed away, Dr. Kerry Mullis, the inventor of the PCR, who got a Nobel Prize for doing that. But 
he has quite a bit to say about Dr. Fauci, and I'll let him do the talking, and I'll I'll stand back and, and uh, enjoy it. I, I didn't download this. I don't know all the things you need to know. None of us is very smart, really. We don't know anything much. I know a few things, and you know a few things, and all of us together, you know, I, it's, it's a miracle that we're here. And I don't think it's the, the weak anthropic principle kind of thing operating either. I didn't go for that. I think it's, uh, it's stuff that we just, you know, it's way beyond our comprehension. That's why there is, that's why the religion is a thing that people do continually seek out. They, some people, somewhere inside of you, you know, that it's a lot weirder than that. <laughs> you know, it's stranger, I think some British guys, life, the universe is not only stranger than we imagine, but stranger than we can imagine. And I think that's sort of, you know, that is one of the things that struck me a long time ago as being, yeah, we're pretty arrogant to think that just by learning how to copulate and eat and raise our kids that we're going to learn about the, the inner workings of the entire universe. What is it, what, what is it about humanity that, 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 that wants to go to all the details and stuff and listen, you know, guys like Fauci get up there and start talking, you know, he doesn't know anything really about anything. And I'd say that to his face. Nothing. The man thinks you can take a blood sample and stick it in an electron microscope, and if it's got a virus in there, you'll know it. He doesn't understand electron microscopy, and he doesn't understand medicine. He, does, he should not be in a position like he's in. Most of those guys up there on the top are just total administrative people, and they don't know anything about what's going on in the bottom. You know, those guys have got an agenda, which is not what we would like them to have, being that we pay for them to take care of our health in some way. They've got a personal kind of agenda. They make up their own rules as they go. They change them when they want to. And they smugly, like Tony Fauci, does not mind going on television in front of the people who pay his salary and lie directly into the camera. You can't expect the sheep to really respect the best and the brightest. They don't know the difference, really. I mean, I, I like humans, don't, don't get me wrong, but basically there is a, there's a, there's a vast, the vast majority of them do not possess the, the ability to judge who is and who isn't a really good scientist. I mean, that's a problem, that's a main problem actually with science, I say, in this century, because science is being judged by people, funding is being done by people who don't understand it. Okay, who do we trust? Fauci? Fauci doesn't know enough, to, you know. If Fauci wants to get on television with somebody who knows a little bit about this stuff and debate him, he can easily do it, because he's been asked. I mean, I've had a lot of people, president of the University of South Carolina, asked Fauci if he'd come down there and debate me on the stage in front of the student body because I wanted somebody who was from the other side to come down there and balance mine. Because I felt like, well, these guys can listen to me, but I need to have somebody else down here that's going to tell me the other side. But Fauci didn't want to do it. Right, because he couldn't talk about the whole universe since most 99... So, that's uh, Mullis now. Many people, there'll be people out there that say, well, you know, you know, he, he had some wild ideas and stuff like that. Well, the guy does know science. And he, he got into the involvement of the AIDS and how AIDS wasn't definitively proven to his his way of thinking. Uh, the, the virus as the cause, or the HIV virus to cause the AIDS. What I can, what I can say is that for all the hype behind HIV and the communities that it impacted 
and the immune immune uh, immune suppression and in certain uh, characteristics that certain people had it is a great wonder that we managed to come through that with all the supposed transmission issues that we were supposed to have had that we haven't had more people with this particular um, virus and we've had haven't had more death tolls of course people said well you know they're dying over in africa because of this well you know it's where bill gates winds up doing most of his funding or uh, most of his quote outreach programs he's testing over there he uses that continent as his little um uh, petri dish to go over there and test his uh theories because uh, he doesn't know nothing about anything either he knows about money he knows about legal contracts i'll give him credit on those things um when I say money, he knows how to wiggle his way into the system along with Warren Buffett. They know, they know how to shelter or what they create uh, uh, ways to hide cash, to not play by the rules. Then uh, they partner with the people that are willing to do that too. The amount of, un, amount of people that are in the top tiers of business that are totally unethical is stunning. And, of course, the medical profession is filled with a lot of unethical people as well. Unethical in that they don't properly inform. They don't, they they say that, that, you know, they don't even, honestly, they don't even care about the Hippocratic Oath. That's, to them, it's just, you know, that's just bunk. You know, they don't care about the do no harm. Um, They don't care about that. Um, They say, well, I can't really, they've gone with the postmodern Marxist kind of uh, view on philosophy on life. That not only don't they believe in God because they believe in science, they believe in their their all-powerful knowledge about things. They believe that they can just, uh, you know, they they can justify it by saying, well, I don't know if I was the one that really caused the problem, so it could have been anything. And that's how they get away with so much of their, they, they, they'll, they'll say that they have definitive evidence about one thing. And yet they'll say they have inconclusive evidence about another. And yet the information that uh, provided in both situations were was exactly the same. Only the thing that changed was their interpretation. And they don't there. And then of course we've had that recent problem with interpretation being uh, pushed uh, in a certain direction. So zero hedge, which you may you may not find as a considerable source, but. They, according to them, USA Today scrubs passage suggesting vaccinated individuals may spread COVID with higher levels of virus. So they're scrubbing the past to get to the future. NBC News cited unnamed officials aware of the decision reporting it comes from after new data suggests vaccinated individuals could have higher levels of the virus and infect others amid the surges of cases driven by the Delta variant of the coronavirus. So... It's quite, uh, yeah, and then, of course, they go ahead and, and uh, scrub the story and drops the references to NBC News. The story from the USA drops the reference to NBC News, but nonetheless corroborates the news. CDC says vaccinated people may transmit virus, recommends mask indoors, which has always been the problem with this, that they, this is about control, manipulation, and, of course, Fauci it knows well, good and well that they funded the, the NAID funded gain of function studies, and that those gain of function studies uh, originated in the Wuhan virology lab in Wuhan, China. And so, through Peter Daszak, of course. See, here's the thing: people think that there's some kind of like, oh, 
well, it's not direct evidence. Oh, so because they use a cutout, that's what it's called, a cutout. You know, they use a go-between. They, they fund, like, the Eco-Health Alliance. And then the Eco-Health Alliance goes ahead and funds that. Oh, that makes it so much different. This turns into, like, corruption and these kind of things are like supply chains. Uh, you know, for example, if you're building a motor or, or something, you know, you have sub-assemblies. And each sub-assembly has parts that go to the sub-assembly. Say you're uh, doing a gear of some sort. So it's going to have wash, you know, it might have a, uh, O-rings or may have some kind of uh, mechanism inside of it that's built uh, a, a rod or a, a, a spindle or, or something along that nature. It's built by another company. Well, there's funding that goes involved in that. It goes into the final assembly. It's just a, it's just a mechanism. Well, this is the same way medicine works um, and the way the hustle works with the government. And, and not only the government directly funding stuff and then ha- working with private funders like Gates and then who decides who gets the... So you're, you're privatizing uh, profits, for example. And then, of course, there'll be some kind of probably uh, remuneration or, or uh, uh, payback somewhere down the line to a government official. That's how they wash the money. Uh, they may, or they, or they just keep it as a, a circular flow. But the thing is, is they, they, you know, this is this is the thing with public uh, projects that get uh, uh, part partnerships with private companies. I know a lot of people will say, well, that's the only way things can get launched, and you have to use somebody. Correct. There's supposed to be a bid process. There's supposed to be a verification and a vetting of the people for their capabilities. And our governments have, uh, they supposedly have this long list of, quote, verified suppliers. I mean, I worked at a private private or, or organization, a Fortune 500 company. We had a certified supplier list, and we were supposed to be able to have one or two bids. In my particular position, I didn't have to, uh, wasn't dealing so much with parts, but I was also, but I was dealing with uh, vendors who were providing services, and I always had to get three quotes, and then... Uh, be it as it may, we always took the lowest lowest bid, and of course, lots of people say, "Well, that's that's smart business." Yeah, it is, assuming that they can provide the service the way you want it to be done correctly. Um, that isn't always the case. Doesn't mean you should always, you know, pay more money. Doesn't doesn't always result in better results. But you you certainly have to know who your vendors are. Now we we dealt with the one that could provide the lowest cost because they were the closest by. This is another part of the supply chain. Uh, when you're dealing with far-flung operations or dealing with fly-by-night uh, operations, you're going to have that problem um, because those those vendors or uh, suppliers, whether in the medical field, for example, a surgisphere, for example, was a fly-by-night operation. Nobody can tell me anything much about surgisphere. They they used a uh, used a, a false data set to hij- hijack hydroxychloroquine. Nobody knows anything about them now anymore. There's no, there's no been, there's been no investigation. There's been no public uh, airing of an investigation. There was many articles written in, back in June and July of 2020, and yet we don't have a federal investigation into why they didn't, uh, why they were allowed to get away with publishing into journals that retracted them. Now there'll be people. Well, you're assuming criminality. That's why you do an investigation to find out who 
who talked to them and where did they get money from and who was providing all this thing. Since I don't have investigatory powers other than just whatever you can find on them journalistically, but since you don't have subpoena power to actually go and talk to their, the CEO who happened to be uh, the brother-in-law of a Utah doctor who also, and then they all worked with uh, Brigham's uh, Women's College in order to publish a couple studies to hijack hydroxychloroquine, there should be a pretty significant investigation there. And once you do that, you will find out that there's probably something, something to be seen. But of course, we haven't done that. And guess what? This is, goes to the psychopathic spin that Fauci puts out. And he's being platformed to do this. And he isn't the only one, but he's a major one. He's a major player. That's why Rand Paul is taking him to task. This is the reason why we're continuing to um, focus on him. Because if he goes, see the deep state or the globalist agenda has to keep him up there. They keep they have to keep him, you know, front and center because people have have bowed to the the altar that is Fauci and Fauciism and this scientism and this BS that they've been rolling out. They've known all about this stuff. They're not totally, I mean, he isn't that totally inept. But as some people, he'll say whatever it takes to get what you get, get whatever public policy uh, pushed, irrespective of the harm and damage it has caused to this country. This is why you should, should really be suspicious. And this is the reason why government has been proven time and time again to be some of the most evil and malevolent forces in our country. See, we were sold the Vietnam War. We were sold 9-11. We were sold the Iraq War. I mean, these things are hustled to us. And there are people that buy into this. They're, they're, they're uh, mindless sheep, to be frank. I know people don't like being called that. They say, how can you say, you, why can you say they're all in on it? Well, the thing is, is they're in the club because they're all tagged into the club. They have to be a part, to be a part of the club, you have to be just as, um, what is say, corrupt or dirty as they are. In the same way it goes in the medical field. And not only that, if they're not tagged into the club, if they're just an underling or a, a what I call a, a just following orders, they're just like the cops, they just follow orders. They're hustled and blackmailed. They're told, well, if you don't go along with this, we'll get rid of you. We'll find some way to get dirt on you. These people have huge connections and huge authority and money and power. Money money drives their power. Because with money, you can buy off. You can uh, use that to deploy other forces uh, against other people. Smear ta- campaigns. Smear campaigns are always effective because people believe the first thing that comes up. They say, yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine that person's crooked. That's what that, that they, they, they'll find somebody that'll confirm that. For example, just an average run-of-the-mill person. The media is great at this. That's why they use the media so well because the media has no scruples in most cases. They just they'll, they they get their money from a billionaire corporations. They they won't get they, put this way. They will lose their job if they don't uh, provide become the mouthpiece for the globalist, for the people who who marionette them. That goes for Fox. That goes for CNN. That goes for all the major corporate. I mean, I'll even go so far as like Newsmax and OEN, for example. They have they have handlers too there. 
don't get it don't get it twisted everybody has a particular point of view the thing is is you have to look at consistently what is the actuality of the truth and and, and frankly you're never going to get you're not going to get a perfect data set but you should know when other other media outlets are propagandizing over and over again to you or they say the same thing or they use use a, a ling, a linguistic tricks to to move goalposts or to say oh well we may have been wrong yesterday but today we got it all straightened out why why didn't you just wait until you actually had it straightened out before you reported because they know that the, the person who listens on monday may not listen on tuesday wednesday and thursday well the and then there are other people that will listen on Tuesday and Wednesday that didn't listen on Monday. So they can keep, they keep constantly mix, mixing people up. Uh, there are people that are religiously watching things, and that's all well and good. But then they're even more misinformed because they're constantly getting fed the entire narrative, and they, yet they're staying with it. They're like, oh, okay, I can understand that. They don't, they don't, they don't go out and do their own vetting because it takes too much time as far as they're concerned. Anyway, I'm going to end the broadcast right here because it's time to do other things. So um, I appreciate those who may have listened. If not, I hope uh, (laughs) we'll go ahead and uh, um, let's see. I don't don't have a good good segue there, but uh, uh, I'm starting to do more broadcasts. I'm actually putting together another uh, film, and I'll uh, link it in the future broadcasts um, I haven't been doing quite as many audio uh, podcasts as uh, I've been doing videos because I think it's been more important for me to to focus on a video kind of like a video series of this entire situation in the hopes that I can eventually uh, bring it all together in a more concise manner podcasts are kind of rambling at times and I have to like fill fill in with analysis and and or my opinion. I'll, I'll say that it's it's there is some opinion. And just so you know, the the patriotic music that I play at the beginning and end are from the film series John Adams. And for those who may, I, I see it as a a recognition that there are some positive that comes with uh, um, setting an emotional foundation inside of a broadcast. But I'm telling you this, so I'm not propagandizing to you in the manner that others who use that to convince you of an emotional response. I just think it sounds good. I think music has its purpose in in any situation, in any, any, uh, um, say, particular video or whatnot. So I'll leave it there for today. Um, God bless the United States of America. Um, Be safe. Uh, recognize that you're the you have to make your own decisions and your individual liberties and freedoms are under attack under assault and you need to hang on to them Uh, don't let people take away your rights have a great afternoon